Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available wherever you get your podcast. This episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you from our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I'm also loving today's show, guys, because on today's episode... We'll talk a little bit about the game, what a loss would mean, what a win would mean for Michigan State. And then, yeah, we're just joined by a few people you might know. Uh, Governor of the great state of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, yes, comes on this college sports podcast. You heard that right. And then we are joined by one of my favorite people of all time, Jarrell Worthy. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, it is here, or almost here. I guess it depends what day you're listening to this podcast. Uh, If you're listening on Friday, hello, welcome. It is October 29th. If you're listening to this podcast driving up to the game today, well, welcome to Saturday, October 30th. Uh, Either way, thank you very much for listening to the Locked on Spartans podcast and making the Locked on Spartans podcast your first listen every single day. That's right, if you're new around here, uh, we do this five days a week. That's right, Monday through Friday, talking about your football playing Spartans, your basketball playing Spartans, and uh, just Spartans in general, really, um, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's show, oh my goodness gracious, we've got a loaded one today. Uh, I I hogged the mic in segment one, talk about what a loss would do to Michigan State, but more so what a win would do to Michigan State. And then we're joined by, I don't know, someone you may know, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. That's right, MSU alum Gretchen Whitmer. She was so nice to spend 10 minutes on the podcast. And then segment three, not just Jarrell Worthy, but also Jalen Watts Jackson. That's right. We've got double guest in segment three. We talk with Jarrell Worthy, one of my favorite people of all time, for about 12 minutes. And then to cap off the show, to ride you into the weekend, right into the game, none other than Michigan State's Jalen Watts Jackson. So, yeah, to say uh, I'm stoked about this one, uh, no, can't be, uh, can't be, can't be, uh, talked about how, how stoked I am. You see, I'm even at a loss for words right now talking about it. I'm just super pumped that you know all three of those guests were so kind to join the show and that you guys are kind enough to hop on and listen to this here podcast. If you want to reach out ever, find me, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, life advices, your grandmother's recipes, I, whatever you want to throw there. Go for it, man. So uh, without further ado, guys, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments or need to yell at me for anything, uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the, best play to find me, is the best way to find me. And without further ado, uh, yeah, let's just talk about Saturday's game and what it means. We talked a little bit, little bit about the stakes with Stephen Brooks uh, at the end of the show, but I want to get a little more into it. So let's go over what a loss would mean and a win would mean. And I'm sorry. I mean, actually, maybe I shouldn't apologize because I don't think you want me to harp on what a loss would mean for too long. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say. Uh, yeah, it, it would suck. <laughs> yes, it would. I I will not be I will not be okay. It will be a bummer. Um, will it ruin every bit of momentum that Mel Tucker has built? Will it just destroy recruiting? No, I, I, I don't think so. No. Um, I don't necessarily subscribe entirely in the notion that Michigan State is playing with house money, and if they lose, like, oh, it's going to be all fine and well. But no, like, MSU has already exceeded expectations so far this season. But like we talked about with Josh Pate, I think we got to kind of reconstruct our expectations here. So 
No, I don't believe in the whole you're playing with house money thing. Um, so yeah, that's just yeah, that's what a loss would do. It'd be sad. I'd be sad. Now a win. Oh my, a Spartan victory. Uh, not only would it mean that you were going to get a very oh god belligerent podcast host uh, for Monday's show, probably with no voice, probably still inebriated from Saturday after. Anyway, no. Let's talk about what this would mean for the program and. A win here would mean that you are definitely it in the state now. Uh, you are the team in the state. Not not just as a program, but you know for the fan bases to sort out who is the bragging rights right now. But also, that's right, recruiting. Oh yeah, that's right. We're throwing around that buzzword right off the top here. Right now, MSU has four of the top 10 24-7 sports recruits in the state of Michigan for the 2022 class. Michigan has just one right now. And it's a legacy recruit, albeit a five-star legacy recruit. Definitely not here to downplay that. But moving forward, what a way to build a gate around the state and let all the kids know the future recruits coming in, especially the ones that are might be coming here this weekend, that you are now the team in the state. I mean, listen, you beat Harbaugh once last year in your first year. It's all fun and games. And believe me, it was fun. Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> remember it forever. You'll remember it forever. It was probably the funniest win that MSU will ever have in this rivalry. Uh, but beat him twice to start your tenure here, and that is a loud and crystal clear message of who is the alpha in this state. Harbaugh has been here for seven years, and a loss would put him at a lowly 3-9 and nine against his rivals. That's right, pairing Ohio State into this as well. Mel Tucker, you go 2-0 right out of the gate in year two of an incredibly fast rebuilding effort, say less. I mean, that no, that's that's going to put you definitively on the map. It, MSU, to me, is, is already there on the map, but I'm not everyone. I'm not a four-star junior in high school. I'm not uh, the parents of a five-star sophomore. No, like, this, this would really raise both eyebrows for the people that matter, uh, the players, not me. Um, so, hey, it's not a bad weekend, too, to host a ton of high-profile recruiting targets. Of course, headlined by... Five-star offensive tackle target, Keontae Goodwin. So that'd be nice. So let's talk about it from a more micro standpoint, too. Let's talk about what this would mean for this season. Now, MSU would be squarely... I can't believe I'm going to say it. They would be squarely in the driver's seat for a New Year's Six Bowl bid. That, that is just a, a laugh-out-loud funny sentence for, uh, for me to say. Um, of course... It lets us dream of being the zero-loss team that storms to the college football playoff. I mean, oh my goodness gracious, you only have... Let me do the math here. Carry the one. Yeah, five more games uh, to go undefeated should you win this one. Uh, but let's talk about it from a scenario. And, okay, yeah, I'll be Debbie Downer. Oh, let's say you lose to Ohio State. Okay, I'm sorry. I went there. Okay, but that's still not the end of the world. Let's say you are 11-1 and at the end of the season. Or if you really want to go doomsday, 10-2 and at the end of the season after this win. You're likely, at the very worst, the third best Big Ten team at the end of the season. So one scenario is Ohio State, they just barnstormed their way to the college football playoff. And now the Rose Bowl, which is not a college football playoff site this year, now they need a Big Ten rep to come down to Pasadena and play. Okay, you pick between 11-1 MSU or whatever 10-2 team just came out of the Big Ten title game with a loss. That sounds like Spartans to me. Should they win this game, hop in the driver's seat, take care of their business the rest of the way, which I know I'm putting the cart way in front of the horse right now. But hey, this is the segment about dreaming and what this would mean for the rest of the season. And let's say it's not Pasadena. Okay, I'll take a Fiesta Bowl. Fine, Uh, don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, Let me frame this one more time. 
A win gets MSU an inside track to a New Year's Six bowl game. That's not hyperbole. That's not me going hot take. That's just matter of fact. That's looking around at not just the records in the Big Ten, but also just the records elsewhere. Like, my goodness gracious. Um, I, I want you to imagine, last October, a green and white angel falls from the sky after MSU loses to Rutgers um, in the first game of the season. Things are not looking good. It's very clear that MSU's roster is just in bad shapes. And, and this angel gently puts their hands on your shoulders and whispers, MSU is going to be in Pasadena next year. I, what a what a fever dream uh, this would be should MSU take care of business Saturday and then go on the rest of the season. Like, oof. I mean, I, well, I, I, I need to hold myself back. Might be getting a little carried away, but point blank, that's what a win would mean the rest of the way. You have Purdue. Okay, sneaky team. They, they popped Iowa on the road a few weeks ago. Uh, you got Maryland, who... Okay, once again, wild card team. They can put up 60 points as easily as they can have a game where they throw six interceptions and only score nine points. Um, and then you have Penn State, who might have a scarecrow at quarterback. I, I don't know. So you just hope to win that game 9-7. to seven. And then, well, Ohio State. So it, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. It's not. But, of course, got to. Gotta, gotta, gotta take care of business Saturday. Um, and once again, guys, if you're looking for more X's and O's talk, talking about personnel groups, all that fun stuff, uh, either or the Tuesday episode with Chris Castellani, if you want to hear about the Wolverines and what they'll bring, or Wednesday's conversation with Stephen Brooks to talk about the MSU side of this game. That is a good place to steer you. So, And super quick, I'm just going to run through my five best bets of the week. Yes, we usually do this third segment, but a busy show today, so we're going to jam these in right now. On the season, we are 21-19. and 19. Ooh, that's right. Okay, so we're going to go Iowa plus 3.5 against Wisconsin. Yes, I'm walking back into that trap again, despite Purdue getting their heads bit off. Last game with the, the same line, same everything. Uh, under 49.5 for the Maryland-Indiana game. I don't know if Indiana has interest in scoring the ball the rest of the year. Uh, Rutgers, minus one and a half over Illinois. What an emotional come down spot for the Illini, so we're going to go with the Scarlet Knights there. Uh, under 61 in OSU Penn State. I struggle to see how Penn State scores more than 13 points this game. They have a dead guy starting at quarterback. And uh, last but not least, yeah, we're going to pick this Michigan State-Michigan game. I'm not confident enough to pick points on either side, so... Yeah, give me under 50 and a half for Saturday showdown between the Spartans and Wolverines. Guys, we will be back in a hot second with, oh yeah, because of course, I mean, this is just what happens in the Lockdown Spartans podcast. Yeah, we'll be back with Gretchen Whitmer, uh, the governor of the state, you know, casual. Uh, but first, I need to talk to you fine folks about McDonald's. That's right, this episode of Lockdown Spartans is brought to you by McDonald's, serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and families can come to reconnect. Whether it's the double-decker McDonald's on Grand River after a Michigan State victory, or if I'm going back to my working at McDonald's days, the lovely McDonald's on 18 and a Quinder back in Sterling Heights, and oh boy, Stevenson High School just got out of class early, and we've got 800 kids in here right now. My goodness gracious. Please someone help me. Um, no, this is always, always a great spot for people to meet. Because, well, I mean, listen, they've got incredible coffee. Uh, the the Cafe products slap. Love them. Uh... The McFlurry machine is always popping. Fries, delicious. Always tasting affordable food, but also, guys, like, I mean, the interiors now of every McDonald's uh, seem like an art gallery. I don't know if you've noticed that, too. But also, the Wi-Fi is always popping there. Would always stop by McDonald's to finish my high school sports stories uh, back when I was doing that a few years ago for the Times-Herald and Port Huron. So, yeah, I'm very, very, very friendly with plenty of McDonald's. And you know what? Shout out to them for being friendly to us, for partnering with this podcast, and letting you know that 
Yeah, McDonald's is not just here to refill you, but is here to reconnect you. So head to your local McDonald's to refill and reconnect. Did someone say lock on Spartan's watch party? That's right, guys. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Really quick, guys, before we get to Governor Gretchen Whitmer, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. In the history books, she is known as the 49th governor of the great state of Michigan. In Detroit, she is known as Big Gretch. And in MSU country, she is known as one of the most accomplished Spartans of all time. Yes, she is joining us right now. Of course, we are talking about Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Governor, how on earth are you doing today? And what are you doing on a podcast like this? I'm doing great, and this is a great week in Michigan, man. We have got two undefeated teams getting ready to match up. This is good no matter who you're rooting for. It's it's a good week. Now, obviously, us here, we're, you know, locked on Spartans, so we're obviously rooting for Michigan State and you, our state grad, of course. I'm a complete disaster right now. I'm in shambles mentally and emotionally. How how are you holding up for this game? Are you more <laughs> on the excited side? Uh, you know what? I'm excited. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, we've got two well-coached teams. Michigan State um, is just playing phenomenally. And, you know, whether it's Kenneth Walker or Peyton Thorne or, you know, our phenomenal kicker, Coughlin, it, we've got a heck of a team and I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. And I, I think Coach Tucker is, is ready too. And I think the Spartans are going to show us all why we're so proud to be from Spartan country. Love that. There we go. Love the attitude right there. There we go. It's, it's bringing me some peace right now that uh, you're, you're confident about this team right now. Um, This is a random question, but like what, what's like the game plan for Saturday for someone like you like? Like, do you tailgate? Do you just get to jump to the front of the line at Crunchies and go there? Are you going to swing by college game day at all? Or what's what's your Saturday looking like? I'm not really sure yet. You know, my sister is coming to town. She went to MSU as well. Her daughter goes to Michigan like both of mine do. So this is a intra-family rivalry we got going on, and we're all going to head over to the game together. So I'm not quite sure what Saturday morning looks like, but we'll have our, our game faces on. We'll be talking a lot of uh, smack to one another and getting ready for a good game. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you're tailgating or if you're hanging out at Crunchies or if you're watching from home. I think that this is a moment where we're all just really um, applauding a couple of great programs, uh, great leaders, and, you know, a, certainly a Spartan victory. Now, what's it like inside the, the Capitol building? Like, obviously, I think you have a couple of U of M staffers on your team. Like, do you just give them the cold silent treatment all week? Are there any side bets going on? Or what's what's the atmosphere like inside the uh, the Capitol building here? I suspect there's a lot of side bets going on. <laughs> I know <laughs> there we go. At me, they know who I'm with, and you know, I would never punish someone for being a Wolverine. In fact, um, you know, we got we got some phenomenal folks who are on the other side on this one. But yeah, you know, I, I do think that um, this is a moment where where everyone in Michigan can show some pride um, and and root for a great game. And and you know what. This is, I think, a testament to this phenomenal rivalry we've had in Michigan. My sister got married on the Michigan-Michigan State game 20 years ago in New York. We all had to watch Michigan State won. It was a last-minute win. It was a lot of fun, and it was a big part of her wedding. And they've gone 10 and 10 since then. So she's really she thinks that both coaches have choreographed this in honor of her 20th anniversary. Of course, that's not the case, but it's going to be fun. 
Sure it is. I mean, come on. You, you got some pull. Of course, it's the case, probably. So, okay, now, now I'm going to deviate offline here. Like, obviously, that was the time before smartphones. Like, was the game actually on during the reception or how on <laughs> that, That's just cruel to have a wedding on that game day, but we can forgive people, <laughs> I guess. Trust me, my dad made sure she knew what day that was. Um, we had we had televisions on, and it was fun. And everyone, you know, they we had the reception, and the game was on, and it was very festive and a lot of fun. So, you know, I've been going to games at Michigan State since I was a little kid. I was thinking about you know when Magic Johnson, um, we we had the parade after we won the national championship, watching those games in Jenison Fieldhouse. And I remember as a fourth grader yelling, four more, you know, two more years, hoping he'd stay at at Michigan State, you know. And um, this has been kind of a a part of of life for for so many of us Spartans. And it's just great to see our team doing so well. And and the kind of caliber people, right? It's about character. It's about leadership and certainly about athleticism and and academics. And, you know, these are some well-rounded human beings that are, are representing all of us. And that's great. So this is a, a broad question and not to put you on the spot here, but going to games for so long, do you have a single favorite MSU game that you've attended? Putting you right in the hot seat here with this one. I don't, you know, there was a night at, when I was in college where we, I think, clinched the big 10 championship um, in, in basketball and clinched the championship in hockey on the same night. Now, I may be remembering that wrong, but I do remember a joyful campus and certainly as a co-ed having a lot of fun celebrating our teams. Um, maybe it was back-to-back evenings, but I thought it was the same night, and, and that was a, a great time on campus. But certainly, you know, whether it's seeing the band and, and folks uh, guarding Sparty before the big game or it is listening to the marching band come in, that, you know, football in Michigan, especially on MSU's campus, you know, there's there's no better place to be. And obviously, you know, in the news, COVID has just dominated the last year and a half. But I thought something really cool that happened with these two teams was that campaign that you guys had using both uh, Wolverine and Spartan coaches kind of together. Were you able to actually, like, interact with the coaches during that? Or was that out of your hands? And if it was, like, have you been able to talk with Mel Tucker and kind of see what he's all about or not so much? You know, I've, I've gotten to know Coach Tuck a little bit. Um, certainly, I know Coach Izzo uh, for, for many years. And, um, you know, the basketball coach, the women's basketball coach at Uni- University of Michigan, you know, everyone banded together to encourage people to mask up. And I think, you know, in times of crisis, people want to see their leaders working together. We've got our rivalries. We've got our disagreements. Uh, we have our different uh, perspectives. But in times of crisis, it's really important that we band together. And, and that's why I think after last year being so tough, um, this is just a, a, a great um, thing that's happening in this weekend here in Michigan, something that where everyone can be a part of it. Everyone can feel the excitement going into it. And obviously, both teams can't win the game. But at the end of the day, um, this is a moment where we can, you know, just acknowledge we've been through a lot together and, and let's, let's celebrate this moment together. No, right on. And I've noticed throughout the interview, too, you've said a lot of nice words about um, University of Michigan, their coaches there. Is, is this hard for you? Is, is that tough or does that kind of just come along with the territory of being a governor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a point in time where governors would sit on one side of the field for half the game and then do the ceremonial walk across the field and sit uh-huh. on the other side for the other half of the game. But, you know, once we had uh, governors like Jim Blanchard and 
John Engler and Rick Snyder, you know, they, they were they were so embedded with one university or the other because they went there. Well, I sure. did too. So I am a Spartan. I got two degrees from Michigan State. I I love our land grant university. It's a phenomenal place. And I am uh, all in for MSU on this game. But I will return to rooting for Michigan uh, a week from Saturday and certainly as they play Ohio State because I think that unites all of us. <laughs> Hey, well, yeah, it depends who you ask, but yeah, okay. I, I see where you're coming from. I got you. Um, I've got one more question, um, if you don't mind hearing me on this one. It actually has nothing to do with the game, but I have to ask this because this has been a point of conversation for a few years now, and it's beer sales at Spartan Stadium. Now, it's popped up time to time, and sometimes I'll hear people say, well, they can't sell beer in Spartan Stadium because it's actually a state law that prohibits them from doing so. Do you know if that's actually true or not? Or is that just an urban legend and the schools can actually decide beer sales in the stadium for themselves? <laughs> it's a good question, Matt. You know what? I'm going to have to circle back. I honestly don't know okay. the answer. I've heard, I've heard both. I do know that, you know, when they decided this game was going to be at noon, there were a lot of people that were bummed out, hoping it would be, you know, 3 o'clock or 8 p.m. But, you know, a noon game is, you know, it's going to be a premier game. I think it's great that it's, in the middle of the day, um, you know, tailgating is a real part of our fabric when it comes to football, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, but, you know, it is important that we remember the, this, this day is really about about the game and let's get together, let's enjoy, let's be responsible and let's root for a good game. There we go. Hey, well, Governor, I cannot thank you enough for uh, taking time out of your hectic schedule to come join a college sports podcast. And if you ever need to take the edge off after a stressful week, I'm more than happy to take a fireball shot with you uh, in a parking lot before (laughs) a football game coming up. But uh, on a more real note, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And hey, hope you enjoy the weekend. Should should be a good one in Michigan. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Fun being with you and go green. Hey, go white. There we go. Thanks a lot, Governor. Really do appreciate it. And a massive, massive thank you, um, not just to Gretchen Whitmer. That was awesome on, on her part to, to hop on this podcast. Many thanks goes out to her. Uh, also, her PR team, that this was a long process, guys. This is something we've been working on for months. And finally, we had a schedule opening, and they, they called me, um, I think it was Wednesday, and were like, hey, you want to do this? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely, I want to do this. Um, not just that, but guys, also want to thank you, too, because uh, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to, you know, come to, you know, the, the governor of the state of Michigan and being able to say, hey, uh, daily podcast, it, X amount of listeners, awesome listener base, really good community here. Love to hear from you. So without you guys listening and making this foundation what it is today, that interview does not happen. So thank you to everyone that helped make that possible. And yeah, a, another A-list guest down, I would say. Um and coming up in a hot second is an A-list I mean, in my heart. I'm sure he is in your heart, too. It is one of my favorite players of all time, Jarrell Worthy. Um, and, God, as much as I love him as a player, might even love him more as a person. He is a, always an awesome, awesome guy to talk to. So, yeah, that will be on the other side of this break. But first, I have to talk to you folks about betonline.ag. That's right, guys. We are back. We're better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember, smash in promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word, LOCKEDON, to receive that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball... 
to football, to baseball postseason, to NHL, boxing, UFC, don't forget golf, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Now, wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Also, got to talk to you fine folks about a fine, fine tasting protein bar. Yes, you already know it. Built Bar. We've been talking our lips off about Built Bar for quite some time, and for good reason, because it it is a protein bar that really tastes like a candy bar. And if you don't believe me, well, we've got a promo code on the website for you at the end of this, but let's just talk about what it actually is, guys. Um, If you haven't tried it by now, you're missing out. I mean, this isn't your typical protein bar where you bite into it, and there's this weird brown, waxy coating that says it's chocolate but really has no flavor, and then, oh, you're just munching your way through chalk and sawdust. No, 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 this is not Built Bar. Built Bar is a soft, 100% real chocolate-covered protein bar that actually tastes like what it says on the wrapper. Because that is not always the case with protein bars either, but with Built Bar, oh yeah, it is. Guys, we're talking coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. We are talking low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of a certainly delicious protein bar. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, let's get to our guy, Jarrell Worthy. I love all Spartans past and present, but this guy we have on the horn right now is truly one of my all-time favorites. Super stoked to once again have on Spartan great Jarrell Worthy back on the pod. Jarrell, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay? Bro, I'm doing excellent, dog. You're talking about getting into the meat of the season, um, college football, uh, college game day up in East Lansing this weekend. So I'm very excited, bro. I'm doing great. So what are what are you doing for the game? Are you able to come back to East Lansing or are you going to stake out a spot wherever you're living these days? Uh, what, what's the game plan for, for you? Man, unfortunately, I can't make it back. Um, I've got other obligations. Me and my wife are doing some things down here outside of Atlanta. So um, we're going to be uh, down here, but we're going to be getting together with family and friends and um, hopefully having the biggest uh, screen watching the game for Saturday at noon, bro. Um, I'm so excited. I know uh, I know it's going to be a great game. I wish it was flexed to a later uh, time in the day, yeah. but, you know, to wake up, man, and get right to it is going to be exciting as well. No, I hear you, man. And obviously, this week comes by once a year, and obviously, you've played in this rivalry and, more famously, have not lost in this rivalry. So, when it comes around, like, what do you most, sorry, miss the most about playing in this matchup? Man, bro, it, it was the preparation. Um, as far as, you know, getting ready for a game, everything that goes into it, there's a lot of stuff in the media, a lot of stuff in the newspapers. Um, you know, obviously, now everything is digital. Um, and so, like, everything is really, it's a very exciting time, man, for these kids, bro. And to be on the center stage at 12 o'clock on Saturday, um, you know, and, and, you know, top 10 opponents, man, we haven't seen this in quite a while. And, and I'm very excited for Michigan State. So these games were obviously always chippy. So let's just get right to it. Like, how, how quick into the game until the shit talking, like, really starts between you two guys? Like, is it right off the jump or does it kind of develop throughout the game over time? Oh no! It's it's from it's from. I mean, as soon as the the game the week before is ended, the shit talking begins like <laughs> right away. So it, it's a it's a whole it's on a whole nother scale when you're talking about Michigan, man. Um, you know the type of the type of rivalry this is. Uh, you know the type of pride in which 
you know, both programs play with, the arrogance in which these guys carry themselves. I think at the end of the day, you know, Michigan State is going to be uh, very excited to uh, strap up their helmets this Saturday. And obviously, you know, it's pretty nasty all over the field. I mean, people getting chippy, whatever, but you're truly in the trenches, like where really things get out of hand. Like, do you have any big memories from any of your three years playing in this matchup that you always recall when this week rolls around? Man, I've got too many. I think, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I I had an opportunity to, to go undefeated against Michigan, um, you know, during the times in which, you know, they were glorified for hiring big-time coaches. They were really one of the – the, the first programs when it came to, to hiring the big name uh, coaches uh, to replace Lloyd Carr. And ever since you, uh, you know, Lloyd Carr has been there, you, you've seen that, you know, we've ran through every single coach that, is, that has come to that podium. So I think at the end of the day, you know, Michigan State has, has turned the tide in the state. And, you know, we try to carry, uh, we carry that stuff with a, with a sense of pride and, and uh, we try to handle ourselves in the right way, man. I think, you know, in the trenches, bro, uh, it, it it's a rough it's a rough it's a it's a rough sledding, bro. Like as far as you know, we've had opportunities to dominate these guys during our four years. I, I'll never forget um, when my bro when my bro Will Ghostin uh, punched uh, Taylor Lewan out in the open. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just laughing about that because uh, I told him I was like, bro, man, you gonna do something like that? You gotta do that stuff in a pile. Like you can't be you can't be auto care. I'm like, dude, like. <laughs> You know we're on the we're on the opposite hash, and it's just you and him over there. You're throwing a punch, dog. So it, it was pretty crazy, man. To be honest with you, who was the best at getting under like the opponent's skin? Was it Will Golston? Was it you? Was it someone else on the defense that was just always good at just digging under people? Always me for sure. Like okay, I mean, there we I, go. <laughs> I, never, I mean, like obviously, you know, with growth and maturity, I talk like this now. But when you talk about right. getting those. <laughs> You talking about getting between those white lines, man. Um, I mean, I'm in a whole nother mold. I mean, from I study my opponents, man, all the way up from the media guy uh, to the kickoff, dude. I know, I know family members. I know the whole nine. So when I'm out there wow. playing, it's a, it's a, it's a game within a game, man. I've, uh, I mean, it, it, it gets real personal, bro. But it's fun though. I mean, because at the end of the day, like. I mean, you—it's a battle. Like you should want to know your opponent, like every ins and outs of your opponent, man. So I, I have—I had a lot of fun with. It. That's amazing, God! Look at you. Not only just doing research on film, but also in the media guide. Hell yeah, that's—that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, hey, that's but, how you get up to your skin, bro. You talk about—you talk about that loving aunt or you know sister <laughs> or something that's been like you know a big influence in their life in the media guide, and they, you know they're all no. So you you definitely uh, you pull that out in the middle of the game. Hey, it throws their whole concentration off. <laughs> Dude, this is why I love having you on, man. You just really get to it and don't sugarcoat anything, and really just give us the the nah, perfect absolutely. look at, at what happens, man. <laughs> nah, it's so, fun, bro. We have fun out there. It, like point blank, like what did you hate the most about them? Like what, what really fired you up for for this game? Um, I mean, I just think you know. Every time we get up until this point, um, since I've been a part of Michigan State, it, it just seems like, you know, they always give Michigan the upper hand, I guess, from the prestigiousness of their school. But, I mean, regardless, they haven't won anything in quite some time. And it's, I mean, it's, it's about time that they start respecting Michigan State on the same level just because, you know, these guys work hard. Um, even when I was there, we worked hard um, in order to, to solidify the wins that we did. And all you got to do is throw on the tape, man, and see who's representing the state at a at a much higher rate. And, you know, you'll definitely say Michigan State over Michigan. 
No, well said. I think it's been 17 years since they've won the Big Ten, and I think I was, oh, God, eighth grade, I think, maybe even younger than that. So, yeah, it's, it's been a hot minute for them. It's, been a, it's so. been a while, bro. It's been a while, man. Um, I definitely, uh, you know, it, I've been, you know, following college football for quite some time, man. And, I mean, these guys have had great players. Um, sure. You know, one, um, Charles Woodson, I got a chance to play with him and in, in the NFL. So, you know, having that rivalry and going into the locker room with him, talking shit every week, was pretty fun uh but you know realistically man they ain't they haven't won anything you know what i mean and we've and we've we've been doing nothing but ascending even when we've had um that black eye uh for for those couple of years man we've had we had the opportunity to battle through that and, and we mm-hmm. got our to the spotlight so um you know this is this is going to be great for us so in your three years at Plain State, you won twice at Spartan Stadium, and then you won obviously once on the road. So what what, what was better, walking off the field uh, at home in front of like 75, 80,000 screaming MSU fans, or was it walking off the field to kind of a silent big house? What was uh, more satisfying for you? Oh, the big house for sure. Because, I mean, <laughs> when, you, when you go into Michigan State, like when you go into Woodshed, like as a player, there's no doubt in my mind we're gonna dominate. Like the way we work hard, the way we the way we preach about protecting the, our house. Like, like when you when we play at Spartan Stadium, there's no doubt. It don't matter who comes in there that we're gonna we're gonna bust their ass. But when you're talking about you know going into somebody else's house, hundred ten thousand plus. I mean these guys, you know they. Um, I mean during my early tenure, they end up getting lights there for big games. They were adding trying to go, you know, hand in hand with Ohio State as far as like who can pack more guys into their their stadium and I mean to to see a stadium like that with um I mean to be honest with you to give them respect it's a prestigious school and and sure. the, and, yeah. and the fan base the fan base in which uh takes place in the stadium they're coordinated. So when you go in there and bust their ass and all that goes out the window, oh bro, it's so sweet, man because I mean, I mean, they from everything that they maize and blue, they preach it, bro. The fans are in there, and they all they're synchronized. They got chance. It's a it's a coordinated event on a Saturday. So when you disrupt all that, bro, and you hear that go green, go white, bro, all over the stadium, it is it's crazy. What well, what was the best post game celebration after you beat Michigan? Like when either you got back to campus or you guys were already on campus. Is there one out of the three that stick out more than the others for just? this celebration's on a different planet on campus right now? Man, I'm not – I don't – I think I think it would probably have to be that fourth, that fourth time, man. When we when we had an opportunity to beat them four times in a row, and, and it really – it really – it really sent a statement throughout the state, man, because everything about it was – was – was exciting, was crazy. Um, I think this is the only time where, you know – where these guys were, we were allowed to be out in the streets and stuff like that. I think the only time where campus police allow you to rage like that is March Madness when Michigan State is going crazy and Tom Izzo and takes, taking those guys deep into the to the basketball playoffs. And so, like, I think, you know, for us to have that type of opportunity and, and for everybody to be going crazy has been pretty great. And last but not least, and first, uh, just thanks a ton for your time, man. Really do appreciate it. But uh, just get you out the door here with this one. I mean, how do you think uh, Saturday's going to go down? Oh, I think we're gonna bust their ass. I'm not. There even we go. <laughs> I, I just think at the end of the day, you know what? I, what I love about this Michigan State team, what I love about you know this coaching staff, um, and and to be honest with you, I, ha- I hold I hold the coaching staff that I had an opportunity to play with in high regard. 
Um, what I love about what I see about Michigan State is just the diversity, the complexity of which in which they play, the the dynamics of the offense, the dynamics of of the defense. Like you know, Michigan State's known for great defense, the defensive line, the pass rush, the DBs making plays. Like they're known for that. Um, but to see the 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 type of offense that we have, um, you know, Kenneth Walker being able to do it on the ground, um, to be able to spread it around to multiple offensive weapons on the outside. Um, I don't think we've seen an offense this dynamic in quite some time. And and it's like they're having fun with it. You got the trick plays. Uh, there's never a dull moment. And, right. I mean, they always seem to stay ahead of the sticks. And, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, what our defense does versus a, another defense in the Big Ten like, like Michigan. And, I personally think we're going to bust their ass. I'm just not even going to – I mean, I definitely I definitely see at least least, least a couple of touchdowns, man. I think – I don't think it's going to be close, to be honest with you. I think we're going to come right back. That's, that's the energy we need, man. That's what I'm talking about. Gerald, dude, love watching you play back at State. Love having you on. And myself and all Spartan Nation just loves you, man. So th- thanks a ton for your time. And, God, look at that energy to ride us into the weekend with, man. That's, that's, that's big time. That's why we love having you on, man. Bro, it's going to be great. It's going to be electrifying, dude. So go ahead and get your popcorn ready, man. These boys are going to be ready to play. Massive thanks to my guy, Jarrell Worthy, for uh, spending some time here on the pod talking about the rivalry. And, God, no one does it like Jarrell, man. The the furthest thing from a dry interview, he's uh, as real as it gets. So, yeah, I can't thank him enough. And, you know, another awesome chat. Well, it was actually right around the corner. Uh, This man needs no introduction whatsoever. Yes, I'm talking about Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson. Let's get right to him, guys. Of course, it is Michigan-Michigan State Rivalry Week, and we are beyond honored to be joined by a legend in this storied rivalry. Yes, we are talking about Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson. Jalen, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay? I am doing great, man. You know, living through the pandemic and everything, you know, staying the course, ready for some football this weekend. (laughs) Right. And you know what? I mean, obviously, it's a big game this weekend. So how many times has the big play been brought up to you this week? Is it thousands of times or is it just hundreds of times? Um, Man, it must be something special about this year because it it feels like hundreds of times, hundreds of thousands of times this week. (laughs) Um, I've done a lot of uh, shows and interviews this week. So but it's all been it's all been fun, man. Like I said, it's all been a lot of uh, anticipation leading up to the game. So I know, you know, I'm feeling ready. I know the guys are feeling ready over at the state or at the building. And just like you said, you've done a couple shows and thanks for joining this one. Particular moment from that day six years ago that really sticks out more than that. I'm sorry, it was breaking up a little bit. You said uh, some good moments from from that day. A favorite moment to look back on from that day six years ago. Oh man, it was, like I say, it just was a, a special year, special week, a uh, special game. But I would say the biggest thing to me on that week was just. Uh, like the intensity of of practice that week, you know, like as always, you know, coming into Michigan week is just different. You know, it's 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 damn near national championship week when we we gearing up for Michigan week. But it was just something different about you know the team, about Coach D, and I know he spoke to uh, or spoke about, and you guys have heard about the ten seconds we spent on the bus before the game. Like those are all real stories, yeah. man. It's like they should make a movie out of that week. <laughs> 
Honestly, dude, this is like straight out of a storybook. That, that's incredible. Um, yeah. Just like the, the play itself, obviously, you know, 10 seconds left. When you're lining up and you've got the entire team on the line and they've got two gunners out there, is that when you realize that, okay, maybe we can get something going here? Or when did you start to let yourself think that, okay, this could be a really big play for us? Um, like, you know, I always, I'm always honest about this play. And, like, you know, it would be – uh, a lot of say like walking out on the field I'm like you know what it, we got this we're gonna block this and take it back to the house um I would say I always say like I just know that everybody that was out on the field you know we had the same focus we all had in our mind that you know it didn't matter if this was the last play two more plays that we were going to go out there and do our job and um, we all did just that and I think that's why it, you know unraveled the way it did and that's like one of my favorite parts of looking back in the play is that I was screaming myself hoarse, get out of bounds, get out of bounds. But luckily I was 80 miles away, nowhere for you to hear me. Did you ever for a second think of stepping out of bounds or was it just, hell, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to the end zone. Oh, oh, definitely. As soon as the ball got in my hands, like the first thing I was thinking was get out of bounds, get out of bounds. Um, and, you know, as I approached the sideline, you know, I, I saw that I had a blocker and I had one guy to beat. You know, it was either going to be, you know, kick a field goal or risk, you know, getting out of bounds with just not enough time left or go in for the touchdown, man. So, thankfully, I made the right decision or uh, we'd be talking about one of the most hated plays probably in Michigan State <laughs> history. <laughs> oh, nonsense. Come on, man. <laughs> so, like, when you do talk to, like, MSU fans, does, like, anyone have, like, a crazy story that they've shared with you just a, about that play? Or what, what are those conversations like with other MSU fans? Oh, man, definitely. Countless stories. Um, I, I actually say this often that, like, you know, one of the biggest gifts of the play is, you know, it's something I share with all the Spartan Nation, you know, football fans, even U of M fans, even though they hate it, you know, they can always tell me what they were doing, who they were with, you know, how they were talking trash to their, their fellow Spartan friends and then had to, you know, take back all their words. But I would say, um, I don't quite exactly remember the guy's name, but um, a guy was telling me about how, you know, and he's a, he's a fairly older guy, you know. He's telling me how he watched the game. He was just so bummed. And, like, right before he turned off the TV, like, we got the ball. And he just was gripping his couch. And as soon as I crossed the line, he jumped up, like, you know, to cheer and came down and broke his ankle. So, you know, oh, no. he, and I, he and I both spent the night probably in the hospital. I was, you know, I was just going to get right to that, man. Like, how, how is your hip, first of all? Like, it's been six years. Like, are you, you know, back to 100% or how you been? Oh, yeah, man, I'm feeling great. You know, the hip doesn't give me any problems. I can still do everything. You know, a little tightness sometimes I can feel when the sure. rain is coming. But, you know, other than that, <laughs> I'm still able to do everything. You know, I am still can run, jump, and everything, man. So, by the grace of God, I am all good. And, like, if there was a downside to that play at Spartan Nation, I mean, obviously it was a huge downside. Like, okay, our hero just shattered his hip basically in the end zone. Like, that. Were you ever able to like appropriately celebrate that play, or when did you first really have the ability to, to celebrate what you just did? I mean, man, like I, I rather rather it looked like I enjoyed it or not. You know, being on the field with my team, you know, as it all went down, it that was my celebration right there. You know, I got the, I, I went out on the stretcher. You know, I thanked God, and you know that was all the celebration I needed. You know, we got to go on to do the Big Ten championship and, you know, going to our first college football playoff. So I was celebrating the whole season. You know, everything that happened because of that play and everything that came after that play was all, you know, good things to me. And I'm a huge uh, nerd when it comes to, like, sports memorabilia, everything like that. Do you still have your jersey or what What happened to the jersey? Did they have to cut it off you in the hospital or? 
they did have to cut it off for me in the hospital, but the guys over at the football building did stitch it back together, and it is still oh, nice. around. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Um, so sure. are you going to be – like, what, what's your plans for this Saturday? Like, do you come back to East Lansing often? Will you be back for the game coming up this Saturday, or what's what's the haps here with you? I actually live in the Lansing area, so I'm, I'm, always, I'm always here and around. And uh, so I definitely will be in attendance at the game Saturday cheering um, – you know, hopefully with my shirt on, not waving it in the air like a madman, but I'll be there in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, shirt off, waving around like a madman. You sound like me at the uh, the Miami game earlier this year. That's 100% what I was hitting. So, yeah. But, hey, sometimes it calls for that, you know? I mean, you know, emotions take over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Jalen, I, I know you're a super busy guy. and This is so awesome to uh, join probably your – 1000th show of the week, but Hey, I want to really appreciate you and uh, thank you for, uh, you know, joining lock on Spartans here and, and taking some time out of your day before the weekend, man. So thanks a ton, man. Hope all is well. And Hey, enjoy the game, man. Go green. Go white. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Massive, massive. Thank you to Jalen Watts, Jackson, Jarrell worthy, Gretchen Whitmer. I, what a, what a complete, completely awesome trio of guests to have on the show. Um, yeah. And Hey, once again, guys, I'll, I'll hammer it into the ground. Thank you guys so much. Really do appreciate it. As I do at the end of every week, I uh, just want to get super sappy and thank you guys all for your support. You guys are truly the best. Um, listen, hey, talking about a 7-0 season is fun on the surface, but man, when you get to do it with uh, a ton of awesome listeners like yourself, makes it even better. Um, hey, t- tomorrow uh, or today, if you're listening on Saturday, uh, this, this, this will be a wild afternoon, but you know what? We are going to get through this together as one Spartan family. We are going to virtually hold each other's hands or maybe physically if you're at the stadium and we're gonna get through this together um no no matter what happens hey hey being the spartans the best thing in the world love you all you guys are the best and thank you for making locked on spartans your first listen every single day if you want some more big 10 football in your life may i interest you in the locked on big 10 podcast with our guy nate dickinson yes he is the best and yes there are more games going on in the conference than just the michigan state michigan game so strange um yeah guys once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support. Thank you for being the best. And, hey, hopefully uh, we'll see you Monday in good spirits. Uh, but uh, regardless, hey, we're going to see you Monday. All right, let's go, guys. Hey, let's have a weekend. Be safe out there. Mix in a water or two. Go green. Let's go. Let's go.